welcome to the show. I appreciate you tuning in. You're listening to Vote Your Conscience with Kevin Stola. On the last episode, we went over who I am, my passion for trying to change the world for the better, my issues with authority in the past, and being a small business employer. On future episodes, I'm hoping to cover a lot of different topics and, you know, have a, like different types of shows. Um, hopefully at some point we would even have guests on to discuss these ideas uh, with someone else and, you know, have some debates on our political views and discussing what is going on with third parties. Uh, I would love to have you know, a third party candidate on, other political commentators or news analysts. Um, so hopefully in the future, you know, we'll have episodes like that here and there as well. Um, for the most part, I see this as a solo podcast, just going over a lot of different topics, such as maybe the importance of local elections, history of third parties in this country, definitely the tax system and how it currently is maybe how um, we would be covering, you know, some current news events, current political races, and yeah, the whole voting system as well, and possibly other voting systems in other countries too. So that's a little bit about what I'm hoping to, you know, this podcast to be, uh, for this podcast to become. So I just wanted to give you guys an idea of what I'm trying to do and what will be going on in the future on this podcast. And then on this episode, we're going to go over choosing a candidate and how I go about doing it. And we're going to cover balancing out our consumption of media, meaning getting a more well-rounded perspective um, on our political views because we're actually consuming the right media, meaning multiple different viewpoints from different sides of the political spectrum. So just to get us started on picking a candidate, the news media and the two main political parties, they put out these candidates in front of us that we're just supposed to choose from. Um, when you ask about a third party, I mean, no one actually thinks that they're going to become the president or become, you know, even a senator or a Congress person on a national level. So in some of the local elections, even most of those are still going to be Democrats and Republicans, the main two parties. Um, so that's where I see we could have the biggest impact in the quickest amount of time would be in local elections, of course, which is elections that most people don't even focus on. Um, but so when people are choosing a candidate, you know, name recognition is one of the biggest things. But I don't really think that um, that's how we should be really choosing our candidates. I mean, we should be going out and seeking candidates. You know, there's obviously there's going to be some promotion and there's going to be front runners. So I'm not saying to look at every single campaign that is out there um, for every election. I know everyone's, you know, in, in this age, extremely busy. There are unlimited amounts of things that we can do with our time. So, um, but there is a lot of different ways that we can, you know, find candidates and actually check them out. So I haven't been so great about this in the past either, but there's definitely 
Um, there's definitely websites that can help people find candidates that they might be interested other than the main two parties that you're going to, of course, hear about on the news, social media, you know, wherever you're getting any information about um, upcoming elections. So, you know, there's sites like vote411.org, headcount.org, votesmart.org. So there's a ton of them. I mean, if you're, if you're Googling, you know, just political candidates and, or you can look for different third parties and actually start learning about the parties. And then you can see, you can visit their homepages, their websites, you know, Google each party individually and just check out what candidates they're offering for different races, uh, different elections. So that's just something, you know, that we can do. Obviously, we could do better research on, but I think that's one of the main issues too, is that we're promoted these candidates, the main front runners, and then people don't really take the time to go and look for who they would actually want. So they are, they're going to pick one or the other, you know, out of these two candidates most of the time. And in my opinion, they're not mostly um, usually the best options. And most people that I discuss this with agree with me. Um, as you can see, you know, people think that politicians are dishonest and they'll basically say anything to try to get elected. And everyone knows how frustrating it is when you're watching a candidate, um, you know, in one of the electoral debates, and they just won't seem to answer a question. I mean, the um, organizer is there, and they're asking the questions, and they just avoid the answer, um, and still people will vote for these people. Well, a lot of the third parties will put out their own uh, basically fake debates and they will watch the debates and then answer the questions. And some of them, some of those third party candidates do the same thing on avoiding questions, maybe different questions than the main party candidates as well. But a lot of them that I see, they do seem to be more open uh, to discussing different issues in depth. I mean, on the debate stage, it's probably not the best forum for these questions, as there's a time limit. They only give each candidate a certain amount of time to answer these questions, and, you know, going back and forth, and they they let the candidates debate a little bit sometimes, but they're stopping them from discussing the issues in a lot of the debates. I mean, especially in the presidential debates, of course, but they, I mean, what I would like to see would be more people on a debate stage as well. Um, you know, that's a whole topic in itself, just trying to get a third party into a debate with uh, the main two parties' uh, candidates that they chose. But either way, we can still do a better job of looking into these candidates and you know, even though they're not being promoted in the media, it's mainly just because they don't have money. I mean, there's not backing from the two main parties, which get a ton of funding. Obviously, all the funds flow to them and, you know, uh, attention begets attention. So while you're getting the attention, other people can talk about you because they hear about you and then you get funding, even more funding, and then sponsors want to join you. So, you know, 
this is just uh it's just a spiral where all the money goes to the same two parties every time but just because they're not being promoted to you the third party candidates doesn't mean you can't go out and seek them and at least take a look even if you are probably going to be voting for a democrat or a republican taking a look at these other candidates doesn't hurt you and it's really you know in the long run at least we can know why we're voting for the candidate that we're voting for because when there's only two options you don't get to see the nuances of all of these different issues when you start looking into the third parties there are so many different opinions on every single issue so when i'm looking into a candidate i know that every single one of their positions on every single issue is unlikely to line up with my positions that's not normally how people are so um most people are voting for a democrat or a republican and i know that they don't line up on every issue most people have one issue that doesn't go along if even if they're a you know diehard republican or a diehard democrat they almost always will have one issue at least that goes against what that candidate wants or the what that party promotes so looking into these th third parties and listening to some of their answers to, like I said, the debate questions. And I mean, they have lists of questions and answers on most parties' uh, candidates' websites and campaign sites. And they'll go, they'll list issue by issue of what they uh, think about that issue and what they would try to do if they were elected. So there is a way to see. <clears throat> Uh, their different views, a lot of these candidates, and even just looking at those instead of just accepting the mainstream and knowing, oh, well, I lean left, so I'm going to vote for a Democrat, or I lean right, so I'm going to vote for a Republican. I mean, there is a huge variation in what people think about these different political topics and ideologies. So based on that, I mean, I think it's very important for people to understand that there are other candidates out there and there's a lot of other groups with new ideas, different opinions that might be able to get us somewhere else in this country rather than what the Democrats and the Republicans have been doing for so long. There's, I know that there's a lot of uh, anger and division out there between Democrats and Republicans, but most people are really going to fall you know, somewhere in the middle. And that mostly means that you're going to have views that are way outside on a certain topic. Um, and then some that are, you know, more towards the middle and conservative on that specific item. So I know that everyone's opinions are, you know, they're vast. So when we're looking at these candidates, we really need to be including more people than just what's put in front of us by the media organizations and the two main political parties. Well, that leads into the next topic that I wanted to talk about, which would be having a balanced consumption of media. So that would mean, you know, something like on social media or on the news that you consume, the magazines, newspapers, and 
you know, anything that you're looking at on the internet, different, um, you know, news organizations on the internet, articles that you're reading, I would say that people really need to get outside of their echo chambers uh, because I think it's leading us in a really bad, bad way or it's leading us to a really bad place. And, you know, we can't come to agreements on things or compromises because there's just such a huge divide. And for me personally, when I'm on social media, I'm following Republicans and Democrats. And I'm also following people from the Tea Party and the Libertarian Party and the Green Party because I want to see all sides. Even though on some of the issues, I know what is going to be pushed out by, you know, the the right-leaning accounts and the left-leaning accounts. And some of these topics are going to upset me. And I know that reading some of the comments, you know, most of the people I'm going to disagree with on some of the posts. And it's upsetting to see a lot of that and to see what some people think about certain things. But that's kind of how we're going to come to an understanding of why people think the way they do and why we're, you know, headed in this direction. Because you can see if you only follow all of the liberal account accounts or all of the conservative accounts, then you're only going to be exposed to those ideas. If you look through the comments on most of these people's accounts, you know, 80 to 90% of all the comments are agreeing with whoever posted it. So if a Republican senator is posting about a topic, you know, most of the comments are going to be in agreement. And then there will be some dissent of liberals that would be opposed to their viewpoint on any given topic. And while I'm looking through these comments, you know, I'm happy to see the opposing views because we need to understand who who is on the other side of any given um, debate, whether it's, you know, abortion rights, whether you're pro-life or pro-choice, or whether you're for the Second Amendment or you're for restricting the Second Amendment, at least in certain circumstances, or you want to ban guns altogether like Australia did. So there's, you know, a wide array of different views that everyone has on these topics. And what I see looking at these comments is that most people in there, it seems, are living in an echo chamber. So they're seeing most of the content that they agree with, and it just keeps perpetuating your ideas. If you don't hear any dissent to your ideas or any opposing viewpoints, I mean, how are you going to understand the topic? I think this is what's generated so much hatred between the two parties and the two sides, whatever, the left and the right, because people don't understand where the other side is even coming from. They just think those people are wrong and they never hear anything different because they're following the people that they agree with the most. So they're reading articles from people 
you know, written by people they like, and they're following news media organizations that they already like and agree with, and they know the articles that they're going to put out, and they read them, and then it just keeps perpetuating their own ideas, and it gets angrier and angrier because people don't understand what the other side, the other side's position even is. And if we can't even understand each other, then people just start thinking the worst, which is what I keep hearing over and over again in articles and on social media and on, on the television news or on, on YouTube from different commentators is, is basically the other side doesn't want what is good for you. So it's, you know, they're creating enemies out of people who live next door to you. And I understand that the different, you know, parties, the demographics of them, they are separated geographically as well, you know, with the bigger cities having more Democrats and more rural areas being more conservative. So I understand it's not just your neighbors specifically, but there is, you know, an issue with thinking that your neighbor wants what is bad for you. And they're trying to only get what's best for themselves. And they they want you to have, you know, a bad life because that means they'll have a good life. When in most cases, most people, I believe, are good and they want what is best for our entire community as well as themselves. So when there's all this uh, anger and hatred towards the other side, whether you're on the left or the right, you know, if you start looking into what what the people that are promoting these views actually are saying, and you look in depth because you're seeing them, you're following them on social media, you know, if you hate Fox News, you still watch it sometimes, and you actually listen to the different viewpoints that are brought on there, and if you hate CNN... You know, you watch their shows and you still see what they're saying and why they're saying it, because most of these people, they're not they don't have their political viewpoint because they want what's bad for you. They have their political viewpoint mostly because they're hoping that it will be good for them and their community. So when we have these views, it's not all or nothing where one is good and one is bad, but that's how they keep making every issue out to be. And by they, I mean the the media on both sides, on either side of any of these issues, they keep promoting that, you know, the other side is the enemy when that's not actually true. So most Americans want what is best for um, their families and their community. So just like in the you know, the gun debate, the issue of the Second Amendment, there's almost no one that is on the side of wanting more school shootings to happen or more mass shootings in a Walmart or a mall or a movie theater. Most people don't want that because they have kids in school. They go to malls, they go to Walmart, they go to movie theaters. So they don't want to be in a movie theater or you know, out shopping and have to deal with a situation where there is an active shooter. So 
the people who are on each side of this issue, neither of them are saying that these shootings are good. They have a different way that they want to try to deal with the issue. So when you're discussing these ideas, I think that it's very beneficial to understand that the person on the other side of the issue likely wants what's best for them and for you as well. Um, communities don't generally, you know, grow based on hatred and people trying to oppose each other. Most communities are going to grow on cooperating, you know, within the community, businesses working with businesses and nonprofits working with businesses and government organizations working with businesses or nonprofits or individuals in the community. They're not normally going to function as well if every one of these organizations and entities or individuals is trying to oppose one another and only get what is best for them. So I do understand that there's bad actors out there and there are organizations and government officials that are just out for themselves and they don't care who, you know, they hurt on their way to power or success or, uh, you know, things that are advantageous to them, but the majority of people are not living that way. Most people don't even have time for this. So most small business owners or individuals, you know, nonprofits, this isn't the way that they think. They want to help their community and they have an opinion in place that is their worldview. So they think that they're right and everyone thinks that they're right. Because if you didn't think you were right, then you wouldn't believe what you believe. So this is why it becomes so touchy between people in these political issues, because it is their belief that their way is the best. Otherwise, it wouldn't be their way. So, you know, when we're when we're discussing this, we need to keep in mind that most people are going to be they want what's best for the community. So and themselves, of course, but they're not opposing you only because they want to hurt you or they want your life to be worse, you know, or what it's become lately in this country is just people think that, you know, each side wants to destroy the other side or destroy the country. And I really don't think that's what most people want. Most people just want better lives. So, you know, that's a little bit about ways that we can start to understand the other side so that when we're choosing a candidate, we're not just getting into a tribe um, of people who are against the other side as their enemy, but we're choosing based on what we think would be good for our communities. And when you start looking into a lot of different opinions from the third party candidates as well, you might see that you know, there's a lot of different ways that we could structure the government and our communities that might be better than what the mainstream ideas are be as as the mainstream ideas are being promoted. So on that, I would just be careful about what you're consuming media-wise and try to incorporate a little bit of you know, opposing viewpoints, follow a few different accounts that you mostly disagree with 
you know, you might be surprised that sometimes you agree with whoever it is and, you know, there'll be some common ground there rather than completely avoiding the other side so that you never even understand, you know, their view and why they have them. So um, that would be, you know, my advice to anyone who's actually trying to be more involved in in the political system and understanding what's going on would be to follow a very dispersed, you know, crowd of people promoting different ideas on either side of an issue um, or the political spectrum. So different news news organizations, if you watch Fox News one night, you know, try CNN another night and you can still, of course, consume your favorite shows. But I would say if you only consume what you like, I mean, it's really difficult to have a, a full understanding of the situation. Um, so definitely look into a lot of different, a lot of different news networks and, you know, influencers on social media and our candidates or our senators and Congress people that we currently have on all different sides of the issues. Um, so this is one of the things, you know, moving into um, another point, you know, right now we only have two or three out of 100 senators in our national Senate that are independents. And in the House of Representatives, there's zero out of 435 seats um, that are actual independents or third party candidates. So in our whole Congress of 535 people, there's only two or three independents in there. The reason I would like to see more independents or third parties is because when we're voting on all of these bills, a lot of the different bills, unless they're a big bipartisan bill that all the Republicans and Democrats agree on, um, which even those are still controversial, but they could there could actually be a separate voting block that could be a voice of the people rather than just the elite, you know, ruling class of politicians. When there's a vote between the two uh, parties and we see that, you know, all the Republicans are voting one way and all the Democrats are voting the other way, you know, wouldn't it be nice to have a separate co coalition or a few other coalitions in there trying to push one way or another on a, on a bill to actually decide what's best for the American people? With just those two voices, you know, saying one saying this bill is great for the American people and one saying this is horrible for the American people. You know, there could be more reason with a third party or more independence or more options of people who are voting on these bills to just get their voices heard and say, hey, this one says this, this one says this, I'm joining you know, this side, because I think this way, but it would be definitely better than just having the two parties and somehow, you know, all 200 plus Republicans and 200 plus Democrats in the House of Representatives all agree on the bill that they wanted or not. And the same thing in the Senate with all 48 or 49, you know, Republicans and Democrats. Um, all agreeing together. So 
on one bill, one side of the bill and the other. And um, with that, you know, having these other other viewpoints in there could really just help us to get some more reasonable bills, you know, more reasonable legislation in there. And it could actually show another way forward, possibly, rather than the same way that we've been going, which has become extremely combative and people taking sides. <clears throat> so on that note, just like I said, I mean, just consuming different media from what you normally consume, this can really help us to get an idea of who we would actually want to run our country. Because without that, we only have the options that the big media outlets and the big political parties are going to be promoting. Otherwise, we're not going to hear about the other ones. We're not going to see different views as much. So just keep that in mind when you're searching for a political candidate in your upcoming elections. And when you're you know, looking for information on them, if you're looking at a specific candidate, make sure you go check out their own party site, um, their own party's website about them so you can learn about them from there. And then also check them out on other organizations so that you can get a well-rounded view of what that person thinks about the topics. Because if you're only listening to one side of it, you're probably receiving a pretty skewed view of who that person is and uh, what they actually want, what their ideals are on every different, um, you know, political opinion. So, so I hope this gives you an idea of how I believe that we could move forward. And I think if people could adopt some of these practices, we would be a lot better off, you know, people choosing candidates based on what they want, what they actually believe in, rather than trying to either go with the most promoted candidates or, you know, if you're worried about one politician getting elected over another, just picking the lesser of two evils in your mind, I mean, we need to have better options than that when we have a country of, you know, 330 million people to choose from. So all I'm hoping for is that I can change a few people's minds and try to get some people looking at the issues um in a different way and see that there are candidates out there that'll better fit them than just the two main parties. And we do have more independence in our country now uh, in the voter base than we have in the past for a long time. So I do think now is a, you know, I'm optimistic about where we could go from here because, because of those kinds of statistics with, uh, having so many independents or at least people that claim that they're independent and being able to look into the different candidates because we actually have access to the internet now and all of these different organizations um, to actually find candidates, search them out. And like I said, you know, pick the ones that you actually want to be your leader. So that's my opinion on hopefully how we can start moving forward in this country. And, you know, I would be happy to be able to influence just a few people towards um, choosing the people that they actually want and feeling good about who they voted for. So if you would like to connect with me, you can go in the show notes and there will be a link to our Instagram. So I'd be happy to 
you know, see some comments about what you thought about the episode. You can leave a rating or review on your favorite uh, podcasting platform. Just to end on a positive note here, in this time of extreme division, let this be your reminder that the people that oppose your viewpoints just want what is best for themselves, their family, their friends, and community. This is why we need to respect each other's opinions, even when they're different, especially when they're different. Thanks for listening to the third episode of this podcast, and remember to always vote your conscience.